All right, Jim and Brimley's welcome to the, this is like an after school special, Jim. I feel like it's the end of the day here and the kids are going to be walking in the door less than an hour. So we have to get the episode in. We've got no time to lose. Uh, uh, you just got home from an insanely long trip and uh, you're about to see the kids for basically the first time in a couple of weeks, right? They're probably going to jump on me like Ralphie does when they come in or they're going to be scared. They're going to be... I had to reintroduce myself. Hi, guys. Remember me? You went out for cigarettes two weeks ago and never came back. <laughs> Luke, it's going to be Luke is always hardest with the youngest. <laughs> you probably remember me the least. <laughs> we made the fewest memories together before Pep Pep left. <laughs> Actually, was home uh, just a few days ago for the Beauty and the Beast for Josephine's theatrical, not the debut, but the, you know, the. She had a uh, a role in Beauty and the Beast, which the was, culmination, which they didn't really have the best sound system. I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like I flew home for this. Can we plug in the amps? Can we put, turn the microphone on? Was it in the old uh, World War II bunkers? Those Quonset huts? Was it? In, was it in those? It was in a, a park house that was built, I think, in uh, 1730 with oh, cool. with brick, stones, Joliet, limestone. No, it's a it's an old old park house, kind of like a barn style room, kind of like a St. Charles Zany St. Charles. Oh yeah, okay. Not the best acoustics sure. for the for the Monroe Park version of Beauty and the Beast. Was it a, uh, did they do Roger and Hammerstein's version? Uh, it, it was Rogers and Holland's. Okay. That's good. who it was. And they, all, <laughs> and they waved, they all waved to us at the end of the show. They were just, uh -huh. no, that's the other one. That's the jewelry exchange. <laughs> <laughs> that's the jewelry exchange. That's right, a guys. great commercial. All right, guys, everybody in the showroom, look up <laughs> here, start waving. This is the commercial. This is the end of the commercial. Thank you. For those who don't know, it's a, it's a, an incredibly Chicago commercial, right? From like the 80s and 90s, where it was this place where it's like, get your gold, it's 70% off. And I just remember being a kid going, why would you ever pay full price for gold when the jewelry exchange has it at such a discount all of the time? I just zone out. When I see diamonds and jewelry, like I just, I kind of like, I'm not going to be playing in that game. I'm not no. I'm not in the jewel business. <laughs> You're not going to go jump in the pinky ring game anytime soon? No, I'm not into, uh, you know, I know you like watches and I do. you like to adorn your <laughs> like stuff. Adorn yourself. Branching out. I've been thinking about getting a gold chain at some point, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Have I don't you thought know. about that on the outside of a sweater? Probably Maybe. just outside real big pendant. On the end of it. Yeah, I think that'd be the way to go with it. On stage? No. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Maybe some pinky rings? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that would work, but that the jewelry exchange group photo just reminds me like that that group shot. Like uh -huh. if you if you have you ever been in like that picture? I remember like our uh our church, St. Cadgens, at like the 60th anniversary, and then we all like went out in the street <laughs> and took <laughs> Took the group photo. Remember, you get, and yeah, then you everybody get that together, group, and then you're like, "Where? Are you? It's like, where Waldo. am I? Where yeah. are you? Where's Waldo? Where's the? Oh, I, by the way, I the 
guy who's on our tour and running a lot of these arena shows, mm-hmm. his father is the Waldo. Um, he is Barbara Streisand's manager. And I was looking him up and he ran all the Waldo business. He, he, ran, he, he did all the where's Waldo licensing. How random is that? That's insane. I don't know how I ended up uh, there, but Jim, <laughs> we have to get back to uh, how do we how do we end up with the jewelry exchange with the uh, oh the Beauty and the Beast play? We're at the play. Mm-hmm. Can I real quick before we jump too far back into it? See, you like used to do these things. My company that I, that I work at still does that, but now we have drones come overhead and like take the photo. Oh, you do. Which does not make it easier because now it's like we're all standing outside and it's like. You know, get in the shape of an ear or whatever random thing they want us to do. And then it's like, okay, hang on. He's got to get the, the drone's not high enough. Okay. No, the dro- he lost the connection with the, we're just going to stand out here for a minute. There are some group photos. I remember taking panoramic left to right that were like, you couldn't move. You had to freeze. Oh yeah. And it would like scan. There was this one that we did at uh, this summer camp every year. It's like the whole neighborhood would be at this camp, this camp. Sure. Camp Lawrence, and um, you would see like one year, like this kid ran from one end to the other, so he's at he was at each end of the picture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a great move. Yeah, and then there'd be like always be like one blurry kid, just couldn't, <laughs> couple of kids that couldn't sit still. You know, just the uh, the undiagnosed attention disorders that we had back at that time fresh out of the canteen, getting all your hopped up on candy. I love that a kid would run around to the other side and be in both ends of the photo. I used to love getting those, the roll, you'd roll the picture out, like, <laughs> like a, like a like map, like, like, a, like an explorer looking over a, you had to put like a book on every and each end. So it'd stay open. You're like Descartes <laughs> just checking this thing out. Yeah. We, I don't even know we've ever seen the, completed photos and i don't think they'd be any good because we're not like training for this you know what i mean we don't know how to stand we're not like the ohio state marching band we don't do this regularly you know we don't get in formation so i think every year they're just like ah this sucks we're not going to show it to anybody every episode lately there's a marching band reference and i'd like to snap the streak And I don't think it's going to happen next week. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, I don't think so either. We got to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. So, yeah, man, it was a good week out in New York. Yeah, yeah. So when I left, we did the podcast. I left. That was the last we've seen and really gotten a chance to speak to each other. You uh, had just finished playing Madison Square Garden. And then that night you were going to be a spectator at the world's greatest arena. Tell me about that. You went and saw a Knicks game. Dude, insane. Yeah, they gave, um, they invited Sebastian and he, he invited me and dude, courtside. Like we had, incredible. we had better seats than Spike Lee. It's we unbelievable. Were, we were at center court right next to the TNT, Greg Anthony and, um, you know, the guys doing the telecast because yeah. it was on, it was like the game was on the, you know, the Tuesday night game on TNT or whatever. Oh man. And it was awesome. It was, it was great game walking in there. The treatment, it's just, you know, it's insanity. 
people well, are all uh, security guards be like remember me i was just here yesterday <laughs> you know there were a lot of guys that were you know they were just there the night before so like, good to see you guys and i say you're off have fun tonight like they were just so welcoming we went back into this um area where we ate you know they have like a club when you walk in we saw um roy wood jr in there really said hello to him and then went to um you know, you go courtside and then there's Spike Lee. It's like, God, this is it. This is where all those games we were watching. I mean, the Bulls, Knicks, the, you know, everything. Seeing it in your story, dude, was just, it, it, uh, you're that close to Spike Lee at a Knicks game. That's insane. Crazy. I love that he is there too. Like, yeah. That you can count on him being there. He's like become the Jack. He is Jack Nicholson of the Laker games. Remember? Absolutely. Like, that growing up, we'd always you turn on the Laker game, like you'd be looking in the, you know, where's where's Jack? That's but that's now, how the Waldo thing started. <laughs> where's Jack? Spotting Jack at Lakers games. <laughs> now, and I really don't know the answer to this question. Um, it was Jack at the regular season games the same way Spike is? I just don't remember that far back. I remember like big games he would be at. You know what I mean? Bulls games. You know when they got to the playoffs and stuff. When the Bulls came to town. You know, but was he there a regular season a lot? I think he was. I think okay. he was. But good question. He may have just been showing up like the bigger nights, but I think he was always there. I think he was a season ticket holder, but I don't know. I bet we'll find out watching that um, that show. You've been following it? I've I have seen, not yet. I've seen two episodes of it. I got to dive back in. We won't get into all that. I'll tell you who else was sitting courtside. We So Spike's there. And I'm taken by uh, Obi Toppin, who's on the Knicks. He's a, sure. a great, Dayton, Dayton flyer, flyer who had won the dunk contest. So I'm trying to check him out. And the Trey young on the Hawks, you know, he's a big, uh, big time player and like the smallest guy out there ends up with 45 or something. He, he went off that night. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, Stop. when you're wa- walking in, um, Christopher Maloney, you know, the actor he's in law and order. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he in Oz? He's in, he's in everything. He's, he's so, and he's hilarious. He's funny. And dude, he was, I could tell that he recognized Sebastian and that, you know, it was kind of like, you know, everyone was just kind of out for the night and giving each other space. There was not a lot of, I was talking to this guy next to me. I didn't really, I didn't realize who he was other than I recognized him. And um, then I heard his name as we're walking out, but we were just talking basketball and we're talking about, you know, the Knicks, the Hawks, talking about Chicago, talking about New York city, talking like basketball conversation, good stuff. Sure. And then I, um, walking out of there, someone's like, Hey, Leon talking to him. And, um, I looked them up. It's this Leon Robinson he goes by Leon. I mean, the guy, and like I said, I recognize him, but wasn't placing him. He's in Ben and everything cliffhanger. Pulling him up, Leon Robinson. Oh yeah. Oh, this dude has been in all kinds of stuff above the rim. Above, yeah, yeah. That's what I felt like, Jim. I felt like I was playing above the rim that night. Just not really in um, the normal situation. How, Just how outside did, uh, of your stratosphere. I mean, but that's did, awesome. But soaked it in, you know what I mean? It's like, this is a once in a lifetime, so. Absolutely. I mean, you don't. Nice to get invited. You got to take advantage of something like that. That's incredible. I'm looking this guy up, Patrick. Uh, Leon Robinson has been in so much stuff. He was in uh, Cool Runnings. Uh, he was in the Five Heartbeats. 
He played Little Richard in the 2000 Little Richard film. I could see that. He just goes by Leon. Do you know that? He kind of... That's just... He just goes by Leon. Yeah, he kind of just dropped the last name. I love that. It is kind of... It's interesting, but I mean, normally people do that when they have like a weird... Like Adele can do that. There's a lot of Leons out there. I can't just be the one and only Jim. Just the the one Leon. Yeah. Now we know him. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, man, it was just insane just being there and uh, you know, kind of like just try to soak it in, kind of a once a lifetime thing. And uh, nice to be invited. Um, I wanted to like go over to Spike, you know, give him a you know, you want to like say hi. Sure. Nice to meet you. Love your stuff. But I didn't even want to bother anybody. I was glad the Knicks lost, to be honest Ooh. with you. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know how you, like Sebastian's like, I'm a fan of whoever I'm city I'm in. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going for the Knicks. <laughs> About to piss off some new brims. <laughs> Spent a lot of time in New York City. They're going to go, oh, I think I'll give that podcast a listen. And you just come right at the New York Knickerbockers. I'm not coming at them. They respect that. I respect All the Knicks right. and I love their building. And I was very respectful of everyone there. And I love the people. I had a great time, but I'm a Bulls fan. Yeah, yeah, right? I get that. I can't be like, I mean, but then you have the Bulls connection. Thibodeau's there. Sure. You got um, Derek Rose. Derek Rose looked like a um, like a guru. He had a dude. He had a red like beret on. He looked like you would have to walk up to him and like he was going to tell your fortune or give you like <laughs> give you some wisdom. He almost <laughs> felt like he was sitting like. Above, like the posture was impeccable. And then this beret with a tassel on it, dude. He looked, it was like a Shriner meets French artist. I need, I'm trying to find a picture of this. Um, so we were fascinated with that. <laughs> so like, uh, he's not playing. Derek wore a raspberry beret <laughs> to the game. So he's not playing? No, he's not playing. He was in the streets. He was playing clothes, Derek. And then so was um, Julius Randall was hurt. He was. And then um, who else do they have, though? Taj Gibson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, the the ex-Bull. Ben Gordon. They had Noah for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So anyway, no, it was cool to see them. That's awesome, man. It's the New York Knicks. One of the greatest franchises of all time. The best arena where Jordan went and dropped 55. I mean, I love it. I think it's great. So then we go to Barclays Mm -hmm. and they gave me a Brooklyn Nets sweatshirt. Come on. And it says like Brooklyn on the hood. And it is like, dude, it's black on black. And it is like, it's great. It's but it's like, can I wear that? You're a Bulls fan. Can I wear that? I did wear it in the arena. Yeah. I put it on and I, you know, took a picture, but at some point you have to just, this was a gift. Yeah. That's a tough one, man. That is a tough one. I mean, you got to take it. You are living the dream right now, Patrick. What would you do? Would you wear it? Absolutely. I would wear it. I wouldn't wear it at home. I would only wear it on the road. I was going to wear it. Some people would say that that's even worse because that's where you need to be representing more, but it's also where no one really gives a shit. You know what I mean? So I almost put it up be... on for this. I almost put it on for the Zoom call. Yeah. I was going to Wando with the Brooklyn hoodie. That's great, man. So the new Barclays, have you been there before? No, that was my first time there. I took the train there, um, the D train. Mm-hmm. 
you've written the D, right? I have. And um, <laughs> we took Wait, what? <laughs> so one in uh one in the Brooklyn, right up the stairs. There's the uh-huh. arena, beautiful, and um, doesn't really seem like the place where an arena would fit. And the grass isn't growing right now; it's not green, but they have a, a grass roof. Um, it's beautiful. It's congested. Everywhere that we were, there were like issues getting people in and out the parking. I think everyone's, everyone's kind of rusty and they have new people running these operations. They've a lot of these places were like, this is the first real big show that we've done here. This is the first, you know, (laughs) and you know, you're just the Guinea pigs everywhere you go. That was, uh, that was how it was going. But this is our 38th first show of the tour. (laughs) Like you guys are everyone else's. Yeah. It did feel like a, um, quite a marathon of, you know, people coming back and just different, different ways to welcome Sebastian and, and every arena, you don't really realize like there's a gift. They welcome him like with a big, it's like his name, a banner a presentation. Like it's significant. Like they're sure. very grateful that he sold out their arena. Yeah. So it's an event and it, and, it's, and it was cool to be a part of. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't even think about that. Just walking in the door. There's a big celebration. So Belmont Park, that is uh, obviously a third of the Triple Crown. Yeah, the new arena is right next to that, right? Okay. And then you went to Albany. Yes. Yeah, the um, Albany was great. Very cold there. Albany, cool city there. Beautiful buildings. It's the capital. What are they known for? What are they? It's the capital. What's the gift? They give him a gavel? What are they? (laughs) One of those scales? They gave him a beautiful bat from Cooperstown. It's uh, it's about 45 minutes from Cooperstown. And um, they gave him a bat that was engraved. And there was like a gold leaf with his name um, engraved. A beautiful bat, Jim. Very nice. That's awesome. Oh, that's, that's great, dude. My week sounds terribly boring by comparison. I was in Memphis, Tennessee for a couple of days and I'm back and I'm just heading to St. Louis, dude. Was there real, another death real. in the hip hop community? <laughs> it was not. No, thank you for asking. Uh, Young Dolph was the end of the violence for now and we'd like to keep it that way. Um, yeah, I was just out there for a couple of days. Uh, nothing too crazy. I mean, I feel like I was in this whirlwind going out to New York a couple of times in a row. I can't imagine you were there like that whole time. Yeah, it was a it was a stretch. I was getting comfortable there, man. I, I like New York City. I love the energy. And dude, you saw it from when we did uh, Caroline's event. It is like significantly uh, more busy and um, coming back. Love the energy, Jim. Walking. I went to the, did a couple spots at the stand. Um, but I did come home. Like I said, I came home for that one night that broke it up. And dude, Memphis is always a good time down there. Did you go back to that uh, restaurant where the were they frisky? <laughs> no such thing. Oh, I did watch a little uh, uh, tournament though. Have you been following this? The St. Peter's out. The uh, your New York boys. Were you rooting for them? I was last night. I saw St. Peter's on the banner there in Albany. Sienna plays in that arena, and I guess Sienna beat St. Peter's twice this year. That's oh, what wow. everyone, everyone was talking about in in Albany. Um, but yeah, I was pulling for them. But then, you know, you run into a buzzsaw like Carolina. That Carolina Duke thing Ooh. was just, that was uh, destined 
to, I mean, and they say this never happened before. I didn't realize it never met in the semis before, but this There's is uh, a big moment. No for chance. Mike Krzyzewski. Absolutely. There's no chance that they, that St. Peter wins or St. Peter's wins. Right. I mean, just, just the history and everything there, like just such a storybook and they got blown out. I mean, it wasn't even close, but it was like, if it was close, I just couldn't see any calls going their way. I mean, yeah, it was a bummer that it was such a blowout. Both those games were blowouts that day. Turn it out. Yeah. To be. Remember that uh, Shashevsky commercial when the guy's picking him up at the airport? Krasjewski. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm Dr. Krasjewski. Yeah, man. Those are great commercials. Um, what a legacy. Can we talk about him for a minute? I don't want to be too sports heavy this week, but I know, uh, I mean, this is someone who transcends the game of basketball. Dude, I have always been, my dad got me into Coach K in the early 80s. And, and it, it, at some point, they became annoying to people. Mm-hmm. At that time, they were truly like an underdog. They were a small school, and uh, he was the Chicago guy. And Coach K, man, I saw him going up that ladder because I didn't catch any of the game. And then the next morning, I was online, and I, and I saw him cut the net down. And I was like, wow, dude. <laughs> and just imagining him because seeing him do it in 90, 90, 91. Um, and then, you know, a little slower getting up the ladder. Now he's, he's been there for so long, dude. And the game has evolved so much and he stayed at top and he he's helped you evolve the game and what he did for USA basketball. Like, dude, I am a big coach K fan. Yeah. Yeah. And he was never a big fan of the one and done, but came to kind of say, okay, this is the era we're in. This is going to get these kids, you know, financially set faster. Let's embrace it and let's still build winning program. I mean, that's incredible to embrace it, get that level of talent, but still build winners and, and still, you know, year in, year out compete like that. It's just, it's, and this year, I mean, just a special job and they, they just don't want it to end for him. That's what's so cool. I mean, this team is just fighting and fighting and, and, you know, they were down big a couple of times and, and coach K just looks like a kid having fun on the sidelines. Yeah, he does. Isn't it funny how these coaches dress now? Like, dude, we were talking about that, at the Knicks game, like they look like they're a practice. They have the, <laughs> the zip up and like no one wears a suit anymore. Remember it's like Pat, Pat Riley would be like Patino. Yeah. And these guys would be like dressed now. It's like, did that start during COVID? Like they're all in their sweats. Aren't we all? I think and Belichick, everyone's like, wait, Belichick can get away with this. Oh yeah. I think like, I know, I mean, I know football's never been quite as, you know, as driven by it as some of the other ones, but I mean, like Dicka used to wear a shirt and tie under a sweatshirt, you know, oh, um, Tom, Tom Landry. Yeah. The Shula looks like guys would dress up like, but now you got, uh, I don't know. And they have so many coaches, dude. The the Knicks and the Hawks, they had two rows of coaches. <laughs> what? We had better seats than some of the coaches. <laughs> like, why are you guys behind someone? <laughs> like behind Derrick Rose's beret? <laughs> yeah, they couldn't see past <laughs> the tassel. <laughs> no, it was um, never that way. Like, it's just like everything is so much bigger. And But yeah, I wish the coaches, come on, put something on. Right? Yeah. Dress it up a little bit. So are you rooting for Duke to go all the way then? Yeah, I mean, this Duke Carolina game is going to be huge. Love to see Duke do it. 
for for Coach K, man. Yeah. Why? Who do you want? No, same. Duke, I was in a, a pool. Um, actually, Fritz set up a pool and uh, you get like four teams. And my last team left is Duke. And his last team left was St. Peter's. That's really? not what you expect. You have like, uh, all of a sudden you have a chance to win money out of a, out of a 15 seed. You know what I mean? Like everyone gets like one from each of the tiers and you never expect your 15 to be the one that almost, uh, that almost gets you there. Yeah. But, uh, that's gotta be the furthest a 15 seed ever went. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it was good. I could use some money, Pat. I'd like a win. I went, I bought a new car this week. That was probably the most exciting thing that happened to me. You what? you went and got a new vehicle. I did. I needed a new vehicle. It was that time. Uh, uh, did you get something uh, with a bike rack? I did not get anything with a bike rack. Thanks for checking. Um, I actually, I got a, I got a, I want to guess, I want to guess what color you got. Okay. What kind of color car do you mm. guys think that we should put this up for uh, I like this. A, a pole for the brims. All right. I no, I'm going to guess uh, like something in the, the gray blue Ooh. family. You are correct. What? Is it a Did gray? You say lighter or darker? Light. No. A dark gray? Like a charcoal. Ooh, nice, yeah. Jim. Like a real, yeah, like uh, like no personality to it whatsoever. Flame broiled? Flame broiled. <laughs> this is a charcoal. <laughs> I like that. You got to be careful in the storms. They say, they say when it's cloudy out and overcast, those charcoal cars. No, charcoal would be good. <laughs> It's, it's the light gray ones that, you know, they blend in to the fog. Ah, I didn't even think about that. So what do you got? What'd you get? You got a hybrid, you said? I got a hybrid. I got a plug-in hybrid. What is that? Sativa and Indica? <laughs> it's a Sativa and Indica. Um, I am thrilled that I can now use those parking spots with the, uh, with the plugs, even if I don't need it. You know, you can just, you know, it's like a little get out of jail free card and just... I, I've been thinking about getting a plug for my old car just so I could use those spots. I parked there anyway. And I, <laughs> and I have a cord. I just, I have an extension cord. I just throw over the pole. Start making noise. Click. Only, <laughs> oh, it must be charging. <laughs> just walk away. I only park there if I can't get in the pregnant woman spot. That's usually where I, where I like to go back right in there. Um, and then they, uh, and I get out and they're like, excuse me, you're not pregnant. <laughs> How do you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't believe you got a hybrid. I think that's very responsible. Good for you, Jim. First so, of all, if you haven't had the opportunity to purchase a vehicle when they are for no reason whatsoever, skyrocketing in price, that's what car dealers needed is just like less concern for your well-being. They don't give a shit. They're going to sell it to somebody. How like, is this car though, dude? What kind the of facade is over. Like of them trying though and pretending to be your, you know, like uh, I, I walked into a couple dealerships and I was just asking about new stuff, just, you know, like a smaller new car. And uh, they're like, it's going to be like a six grand premium. You know that, right? And we're, we're not going to have anything until July. It's like, you're not going to have like, cars until July? Why are, why are so many people working here that you're going <laughs> to have cars until July? There's nine of you. What the hell? Are they just waiting? It starts out negative like that. Yeah. I mean, they're just kind of like, I, I, I mean, everyone's just throwing paperwork into the air, running around the showroom. You're looking for a car here. <laughs> it's unbelievable. 
That's crazy. Where it's at. And and yeah, depreciating assets should just be skyrocketing in price. That's that's uh that just sucks. But I mean it uh I'm happy you, with I mean I I'm happy with what I got. It's just the whole experience itself is did you I don't read up on anybody. like did you read up on like tips? Did you go in there and like have an angle? I haven't really you know, the last time I got a car was not that a ton of ha- like haggling. It wasn't like a lot of that. Do you find that you're you're in that? Are you do you talk this these people down? I think the 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 thing that I always do, and I think it's the most important thing when you're buying a car, is like get away from the numbers. Like, like understand what the numbers are. You know what I mean? It's not just like I want to be at this amount of dollars a month because I'm just gonna throw shit in there. You know, they want like a, it was $300 to etch the VIN number on the windows of the car. It's an anti-theft system. And they're like, it's $300. And I was like, I don't want it. And they're like, but it's already done. I was like, oh, good. Then you shouldn't have to charge me for it, huh? It's already like, we're not like, there's nothing to do here. Um, But I would just, you know, keep trying to bring it back to the actual number. And first of all, they keep sending like the rotating cast in. You know, like the guy I'm talking to is like, let me talk to the manager. And the guy comes back and he's like, all right, I'm the used car manager. And, then, you know, you got to start the negotiation over with him. And he's like, uh, you know, we can get you to 300 over where you want it to be. And I'm like, no, no, what? Like, what's the breakdown? I want to know, you know, how we got from the sticker price to here. And he's like, I don't know what the hell he did. And then he runs out of the room. He's like, I got to ask him. Like, it's like unbelievable. Two-way mayor? It's, it, no. it, it felt like it. It was, it was... It was the most like, I don't know. I mean, it was the place I went, you know, it was, and I guess everyone's trying to like cut costs so low online now, like the margins are so thin. They're just trying to throw everything at you. Just Did you uh, trick it out. Did you get some hydraulics or any, uh, like <laughs> any, any lights, any pyro? And what do you call that? The, any effects? You the uh, the undercarriage effects. Yeah, I did. I got, uh, I got neons, I got turbo and I got the scotch guard. I went with the, the big three package. That's going to look great with your gold chain over your sweater. <laughs> and all your, all your music blaring out of there. That'll be good, man. The hybrid. I can't wait to call you up and hear that your car is not charged. It is unbelievable. <laughs> hey, what's up? Forgot to charge my car. <laughs> I'm just stuck here. I'm, like, it, it says you don't have to charge the vehicle, but mm, I'm afraid. I think I left my charger at a hotel. <laughs> So I got to go back and grab it. My charger I'll, broke. And then I'll be there. I just got to, I just need like a plug. Like I have the, I just need like the box. Or <laughs> you do have one of those. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that you're going to be charging this thing up. Yeah. I'm warning you for road trips. A lot of things so you can't the, do in a hybrid, like accelerate. Like, but other than that, <laughs> fast does it go? Uh, 60, 55. <laughs> no, it goes normal speeds, I think. I mean, there are, like, it's got a battery in the back, so there's no spare tire. And uh, part of me is like, do I complain? or? But it's really a facade that I would ever actually be like, in a situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I? Like, you're going to change a tire? <laughs> what the hell? I've done that like three times in my entire life. I'll get AAA just to not have to do it. Like, like, oh, good. I should have gotten a hybrid long ago. Does this come with a plant, like, in the middle of the dash? <laughs> it doesn't. It's not like a, 
I know. I don't feel. I mean, it, you know, driving a ton for stand up, it's the right thing to do. But man, does it not? It, it, there's something that does feel weird about moving into a hybrid vehicle. Well, I mean, no, it's nice when you have a, uh, you know, the eco sign on the car and. <laughs> It is smart. It's hey, it's smart. It's responsible, and um, it's misleading because you're you're really neither (laughs) of those two things. No, my coexist bumper sticker just came in the mail. I didn't even order it. They just send them to you. Yeah, you definitely had to have one of those. Oh, do you have the the two people on there too? (laughs) You and Katie, and the Uh, got to start talking about going vegan. I'm very excited for my new hybrid life. That's awesome, man. I've been listening to a lot of, does it come with a Joan Baez CD? And a, uh... <laughs> no CD, it's just NPR. <laughs> Every station is NPR. That is so fun. <laughs> Dude, how was, uh, you, you said you came back for the play. How was it? Can we talk about that before we get out of here? I know the kids are coming back soon. Uh, the play was great. Yeah, like I said, the, um, the cast is big. There's a lot of kids in it. Mm-hmm. And Joseph was, um, she was a bookseller and a villager. Okay. So she had a nice scene with, um, with Belle. Do you know the plot of Beauty and the Beast? There's yeah. a, um, there's a beauty mm-hmm. and then there's a beast. Sure. And one of them is <laughs> usually played by Angela Lansbury. <laughs> and they, and they, they weave that into a song too. I don't like when they <laughs> add like the title in the song. A tale you know is all this time. When it's called Beauty and the Beast, and then they're singing Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. It's not very nice. Like now accepting the guy, but you're right. still calling him Beast. So right, right. Hot chick and this hideous dude. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm right here. Yeah, right. This guy, like, it's all about accepting and being nice. But also to, to making sure he knows that he's a piece of garbage. He's still a beast, though. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna treat you like a person. That's how good we are. And the, the girl that played the beast, so they have, they're not that many boys that dive into the, the play. Okay. It's, there's more girls oh. than boys, unfortunately, which okay. is like, I think, I think more, more boys are waking up to this stuff though. You know, yeah. Um, this is where all the girls are. This is where the girls are. This is, you know, sustainable. You can do stage stuff forever. Remember when they made such a big deal about Kyle Schwarber being in like the uh, the school play? Oh and like yeah, showing yeah, yeah. Him like it's like yeah, he's more than one dimensional, right? Get out, get out there, do so, stuff. Anyway, they had um, it was a girl playing the Beast, but she wasn't that beastly, you know. She looked she she looked um, like Teen Wolf. She had like a suit. <laughs> she had a, a suit on and like just hair coming out of her hands and. You know, wasn't like she was completely beastly. They should have done they, this at uh, the at the great school gym. It would have been just like Teen Wolf. Yeah, they could have done it there. Might be a good uh, good setting there, but maybe some better sound. <laughs> so she's playing the beast. She played the beast, and then you know the story. They have like the candle talking, the teapot, the, all the furniture talks, which would be hilarious if. Can you imagine if your candle talked like, <laughs> why do you only light me after you take a shit? <laughs> your teapot or my teapot. The teapot's always a temperamental figure, right? Really they is. Like, they, they run 
Those steam. Real edgy. Short and stout. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of anxiety in a teapot. The Lumiere, the they're all the French. It's French, it's furniture, it's talking, it's it's hard to follow. They did they condense it down to an hour or two. It's just like the hits. Well, that's like oh yeah, it's it's great. There's no break because I think they I don't know if people will come back. So they (laughs) they keep them all in there and they go from start to finish. No, it's actually really well done. This uh, this guy who's running the play, his name is um, Kevin McSweeney. Okay. He runs this theater program, has been for years at this park, Monroe Park, which until this theater program was known as a place where kids drank. <laughs> now it's a place where kids drink and do theater. <laughs> and a, a uh, you know, a sand volleyball net court that, <laughs> But the sand was filthy. That's what they were known for. And then here comes Kevin, builds this theater program, which culminates seasonally in a show here at Ridge Park. And um, yeah, this was this was the, the Beauty and the Beast version. I love it. They've done other things. They've done, um, you know, they've done Young Guns. They did... Uh... <laughs> Wild they, Wild West, the Will Smith movie. The lover boy, the lover boy. I remember Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> Everyone was ordering pizza around here with extra anchovies. Lover boy, the musical. They make everything a musical. We were just in Broadway. They're doing Hugh Jackman's doing the one Tina Turner. Harry yeah, Potter's a musical. Everything's a musical. Billy Crystal's got one. Does where he? He's doing. Yeah, he's doing a musical. That feels like a bit of a cash grab. He's done some amazing Broadway shows and it was, but this one, like I've never even heard about her or anything. It was just like, you turned out one block too far and it's like, Hey, come on in watch Billy Crystal do some numbers. <laughs> I wonder uh, what he thought about the slap. We didn't even talk about the, uh, no, the Academy award incident. Well, no one's asked a comedian their thoughts. So I'm really happy to be the first on the scene. I know. I hate to even weigh in because you go online and everyone is, I mean, dude, it's just like, come on, man. Yeah. It's dumb, right? You don't get up and slap somebody for that. I mean, I get it. If the joke is wrong. uh, Okay. But yeah, that's not, I I mean, this is coming from a guy, Will Smith, who his father figure used to pick up his best friend and throw him out the front door. I mean, (laughs) Every time right. Jazz would come over, he would be getting booted from the property. I mean, it's it's been going on in that family for a long time. He's seen the violence. He He's was raised it. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like um, total whack job, out of touch with reality. Um, yeah. I mean, don't 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 they even have like a fake marriage? Isn't it like not even <laughs> like, a lot of. Like, what is even going on there? There is a lot to it, but maybe that's it. Maybe he's feeling some kind of way about that and felt, felt disrespected. And okay, let's go. I mean, when let's you let's slap Chris Rock and walk away. And then why is it always seem to be a comedian involved lately? Unbelievable. These comics are like mixed up in everything. <laughs> no? Yeah. I don't know. I feel that way. Yeah. Zaled- Ones with the Kardashian. Zelensky <laughs> slapping Lincoln. each other at the Oscars. Billy Crystal's on Broadway everywhere. Too much, too much going on. Yeah. That's and, what and I he, say. And, and he's a Scientologist too, which is, I think maybe has uh, more to do with it than anything. Oh yeah. Will Smith's a Scientologist. I think so. Yeah. I have Whack. no idea. 
Wackadoodle-doo. <laughs> Not surprising. Not surprising. All right. Hey, I know we got to talk about a couple of things. And I know you, uh, you got the kids coming home shortly. Um, uh, so let me just throw a quick plug out there. I am going to be at the Milwaukee Improv, actually in Brookfield, Wisconsin, this Sunday, April 3rd. Uh, Brims, if you're in the area, I'd love to see you out there. Uh, promo code Jim for $5 tickets. I want to get some, I want to pack this place out. You know, I, I, big opportunity. Love to see some friendly faces out there. This Sunday, April 3rd, Milwaukee Improv. That's right, Jim. You're going to be in Milwaukee. That is awesome. Promo code Jim. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to call you by your promo code. My full name. <laughs> I love it. Now you are going by one name. That's what you wanted earlier That's in the episode. That's all I ever wanted. Here it is. Promo code Leon. <laughs> Where are you, Patrick? I am headed to St. Augustine, very old city gym in Florida. I'll be there two nights with Sebastian, Thursday and Friday. I'm back here Saturday, so I'm off Saturday night. Looking forward to it. Going to see you at the Maris thing next week, and we'll figure out what we're going to do with that episode. Uh, do we have any Brimley banter, Jim? Any reviews? Yeah, yeah, we do. So we do have a new review from uh, Far Vegas. I think I know who this is. Uh, uh, what fun. Pat and Flan are two of the funniest people in Chicago, if not the world. So glad to have found this podcast, and now I have to go back and listen to the rest of them. When I'm on the road, I love to listen to hear what's up with Chicago and just hear some hilarious, familiar voices. Feels like home. Brimley for life. Uh, I believe that is Paul Farvar. That's oh, a fantastic review. Paul, very funny comic. Thank you very much. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate that, Love man. Love it. Love I saw, it. I saw a couple of Brimleys in New York, New York City, and, uh, at the stand. That's great. Came out, well, at least one of them. And then the other um, girls, they were sisters, Mallory and Lauren McSweeney. And Mallory said she listens to the podcast. She's a Brim. And then her sister, I think, felt... Uh, <laughs> She should agree. I, I will download it. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, maybe we'll she it. is. Maybe she's now tuned in, dialed in. Spread the word. Absolutely. All right. So next week we'll be back with a normal episode. And then later in the week, we've kind of we've got something fun coming up uh, that uh, we're just teasing for the brims that they'll get to hear part of later in April. Yeah, man. We have the uh, Champagne Day at Marist High School where I went to high school gym. And we're going to go, we're going to do our podcast there for the Marist community. And we'll probably pull some out of it and drop it in here for the brims. I love it. You got it. So we'll be back with a regular episode next week. And then you'll get some of that uh, audio the week after that. We've got so much more banter. I know you've got to get going with the kids. Uh, uh, so please keep leaving us reviews. Download, subscribe. Numbers are looking great. Thanks to everyone who's listening, all the new brims, and thanks to everyone who's telling other people and getting them involved. That's my favorite. When someone's like, I told so-and-so and they listen. I love that. Jim, I love it too. Yeah, we are having a great time here on the podcast. Going to be doing more. We're going to do some live stuff coming up too, man. We'll have some people. Uh, we'll have one for everyone. All right, Jim, is there any more Brimley banter because I uh, they're going to be here and dude this is the, the most fatal mistake you have to get ready for the return and they're going to walk in now any minute and I'm very excited to see them but I'm also I'm flat footed I don't like have that any decibel level goes up considerably because it's all three of them at once right and they're all coming home with different wants and needs and ideas <laughs> and thoughts <laughs> they all think they know what the next hour of their life is going to be like. Yeah. 
but I control it and I will change and they will get frustrated. Here they come right now, Jim. Oh, all right. Here in the pounding. We'll, we'll close up the banter and we'll- Storming uh, the castle. We'll reconvene soon. Oh, the, the winner home. Oh, it's a tie. Oh, it's a three-way tie. They all walk in together. Oh, go say hi What's to your up, kids, guys? bud. All right, can't wait to see you. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you, man. All right, man. Have a great week. Brims, come see me in Milwaukee. See you yeah, soon. Yeah, have fun up there, dude. Kill it. Bye.